0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 7.08, and you're listening to the evening edition with Lynn and Sharad. And now for an update on Malaysia's education blueprint 2013 to 2025. We're, of course, quite near the end of it, and specifically Padu's role in execution.
1: Yeah, so the blueprint, uh, I'm just going to share some of the aspirations, right? A little mm. buzzwords, uh, access, quality, equity, unity, efficiency. Wonderful buzzwords. Uh, the minister also talked about the... Um, the education minister. An education minister mm. talked about uh, the initiatives implemented under the blueprint. Uh, and she talked about ac- accessibility, enrollment, quality of teachers. I think that's something that all of us are interested in focus on STEM and also efficiency
0: in information management? So a lot to cover I think um, because of course it's a behemoth, it's a big ministry, it's a big ask and uh, for it, why we're speaking to BADU today is because they, of course, collaborate with the ministry to develop remedial action plans that ensure ongoing improvements of our education structure. They facilitate support and deliver the ministry's vision in transforming the education system through the success of the blueprint. And that's what we're going to be exploring today, the role of BADU and really where we are um, now that... W- since it's 2013 to 2025, it's been 10 years. You know, how have we done? And so joining us to do that shortly is going to be the CEO of Padu, Rad- Radzi Fuddin Nordin. Tell us, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your What's your vision for Malaysia's education? That number to call double seven double three 2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: It is 7.11 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherad. We're talking today about Malaysia's Education Blueprint 2013-2025 and the role of Padu uh, in terms of executing and delivering it. So uh, joining us now to talk about this is Radzi Fudin Nordin, the CEO of Padu. Radzi Fudin, thanks for joining us today. So um, firstly, can you highlight some of the key achievements and successes of the Blueprint from 2013 till now?
2: Okay, let me share with you um, some of the key achievements and success of the Malaysian Education Blueprint uh, if we go along the five system aspirations. Uh, If you look at access, um, primary and lower secondary enrollment is almost universal. That means 95% and above, uh, although more work needs to be done at the preschool and upper secondary level. Uh, If you look at the attendance of uh, orang asli, uh, increased uh, from 86% back in 2013 to close to 90% and is suspected to go up even further with the increased number of K9 and K11 schools. Now, uh, look at the aspiration uh, of uh, quality. Our curriculum KSSR and KSSM is already benchmarked with global curriculum standards. Almost 50% of our English option teachers have reached C1 level in CEFR. And uh, if you look at the international assessment, an increase of 13% average in math, science and reading in PISA assessment, as well as 6% average increase in math and science in TIMS assessment, thus moving us from the bottom one-third of all countries back in 2013 to currently middle one-third. Now, if you look at equity, uh, there is a reduction of 29.51% in SPM achievement gap between urban and rural, and 22.22% reduction in achievement gaps uh, between gender. Uh, also, we have an increase in terms of the inclusive education programme for special needs students, when it started at uh, 9.6% back in 2013, to now uh, hovering about 83 to 84%. If you look at the Unity Aspiration, our Unity Index is at a respectable level of 7.1%, uh, 7.1, um, a number out of 10. And a character building is embedded in our curriculum to holistically develop students, which also includes volunteerism uh, for secondary school. And finally, in efficiency aspiration, uh, 687 out of 879 schools have been upgraded, and almost 10,000 of these, uh, almost all of our 10,000 schools, have internet capability of 30 Mbps or higher. We can refer to the annual report produced yearly by Padu since 2013 for more details of what MoE has done, its achievements, and also lessons learned. So what
1: were the major challenges that were encountered during the implementation of the blueprint and how were they overcome?
2: MEB 2013-2025 is not the first plan developed by the Ministry of Education to elevate the Malaysia education system. But it is the first long-term transformation plan yeah, that has undergone largest consultation. The difference with this blueprint is uh, three. Number one, it has the largest public consultation. Number two, it is uh, focused on international standards. And number three, it focuses on delivery, which has been a major issue, actually. So in Chapter 8 of the blueprint, it actually prescriptively describes the unconventional approach that the ministry has taken to implement uh, the plans in the blueprint. And that is first by setting up PADU. Padu is a delivery unit within the MOE. In its 10 years of uh, delivery experience, uh, Padu has faced many challenges in terms of delivery and there are critical success factors which revolve around program management as well as delivery discipline. Uh, Padu has institutionalized this delivery discipline via our initiative management cycle and our Padu delivery framework which has overseen the implementation of hundreds of initiatives, thousands of milestones and uh, working with uh, hundreds of MOE officers. Now, finally, one of the most critical challenges that we have gone through is the changes in the ministry's leadership. Uh, We have gone through uh, numerous ministers, uh, Secretary Generals and also Director Generals throughout the 10-year blueprint journey. However, each of the senior management was able to engage and prioritize blueprint delivery. Now, I just want to add another thing is that during our recent COVID uh, pandemic, uh, obviously um, there were some hiccups in terms of delivery because we couldn't go out and and implement those initiatives. But um, within the ministry, we worked on uh, how to become more agile in terms of our program management. We used a lot of the online tools and call conferences and whatever tools that were available, whatever platform that was available, to constantly communicate and making sure that some of the initiatives get Done. So, um, the one thing that we have to note is that um, despite the pandemic and despite uh, obstacles that we faced, uh, MEB uh, still carries through. And the ministry, along with PADU, has always looked into various ways on how to overcome those challenges and still proceed to, to achieve the aspirations of the MEB.
0: Are there any notable improvements in student performance, literacy rates or student engagement that you uh, can attribute to the Blueprints initiatives?
2: For this question, I think um, since the introduction of the Blueprint, right, MOE has effectively expanded access from preschool all the way to upper secondary. Uh, The latest data from uh, this year's mid-year review uh, was 92.24%. Nonetheless, the pandemic has put a toll in terms of the enrollment percentages across all education levels. Um, The dropout rate for secondary students has steadily declined from 2018 to 2022. In 2018, the dropout rate stood at 1.21% and it has decreased to below 1%. Uh, This positive trend is the direct outcome of the persistent commitment and the approach whereby we did an outreach programme to all the students um, out there. And in 2022... uh, total of uh, 1,700 former secondary school dropouts have successfully enrolled uh, into schools. So uh, the focus there is that we can bring our students back to school uh, post-pandemic and making sure that they get quality education.
1: Now, how has the Blueprint addressed issues of equity and inclusivity in education, particularly for the marginalised and underprivileged communities?
2: For this question, I'd like to focus on a particular programme that we have since 2014, which is the Inclusive Programme for Special Needs Students. Uh, This is a a programme whereby students with minor disability are placed in mainstream together with normal students in a classroom. The benefit of this programme is that uh, the special needs student is able to interact with normal students and study the same subjects as in the mainstream. Uh, of course, along with support of uh, teacher assistant. Uh, the other advantage for this is that it prepares these students to, to be in the, in the employment uh, world later on and be able to converse with the public um, more, what do you call it, comfortably. Right. On the inclusive education programme, um, our goal for this year is to integrate about 85% of them into the inclusive education. And according to our mid-year review, we have achieved already 83.57%. And this is much higher than last year's target of 75%. Uh, if you look at the aspect of school dropouts, uh, especially at the orang asli di Semenanjung, uh, and as well as the Pribumi in Sabah and Sarawak, MOE has recently introduced K-11 schools, that means uh, students that are coming from Standard 1 all the way to uh, Form 5 and expanded the K-9 schools uh, from uh, Primary School, Primary 1 up to uh, Form 3 for Orang Asli and Purumi uh, communities. What this has helped is actually introduces the students to be able to continue their education uh, in their own village and in their own community so they don't have to travel far to go to schools anymore and thirdly um, as you know the MOE has also introduced uh, Panidika Manisawi with the motto of no child left behind so we address uh, school age children who are not able to attend to schools due to various reasons so if they are going in on a prolonged sickness uh, at the hospital or they are actually accompanying their parents who are in a long-term sickness and are unable to go to school we have sekolah dalam hospital and we also have undocumented children uh, our children who are uh, basically homeless, uh, both in urban and rural areas, can attend Sekolah Jalenan Kaseh, um, which is in KL and another one recently opened uh, in Sabah.
0: Could you also share examples of programmes or initiatives that have successfully promoted diversity and inclusion within the education system?
2: One of MEB's aspiration is unity, which emphasizes on and promotes unity in diversity and also character development. So um, there are a lot of activities that uh, promote unity uh, in school as well as in uh, curriculum, co-curriculum. Uh, we have Kemper Paduan, which brings together students from different races, background, states in Malaysia, to learn various cultures in Malaysia via activities. Um, we are also having a program, Kedmak Masyarakat, or Volunteer project, uh, Program, which is introduced to inculcate the caring society among students uh, at secondary, students, uh, secondary level. All these activities have shown a positive impact uh, due uh, to the increase of our Unity Index results and it indicates that our students are more acceptable and more respectful to the diversity in terms of culture, races and background.
1: Now, as the Blueprint's third phase ends, what plans are there in place to ensure that uh, continued improvement of the education system in Malaysia goes beyond 2025?
2: We have been talking about Pendidikan Manisawi, which is about striving to give quality education to all Malaysian children and also to humanise education with emphasis on character building, compassion, embracing of diversity, empathy Good Values, and what we call in Basa as Adab. Now, other than this, we are also focusing on competency-based education. Now, this trend focuses on mastering specific skills or knowledge areas, uh, that is, uh, rather than spending time in the classroom. So it allows more for personalised uh, learning paths. Then we look into sustab- Sustainability Education. Now, uh, this uh, involves uh, global challenges uh, like climate changes are more pressing and sustainability education actually focuses into how to address uh, these issues and integrate them within our curriculum. As you know, we've just finished a uh, COVID-19 pandemic and also with the current state of uh, situation right now, uh, mental health is key. Uh, and there is a growing awareness in terms of the importance of mental health in our educational settings, as well as a support system for the students. So we are uh, looking into that as well. Uh, As we move into a global and digital world, the ethical and digital uh, citizenship is very important uh, in an increasing online world. And this includes lessons on uh, online safety, privacy, ethical behaviour, and how to address situations where you have um, online bullying and so on and so forth. Uh, Furthermore, with global education, we have to incorporate global perspective into our curriculum to make sure that our students understand the different cultures and what are the global issues uh, to prepare them for an interconnected world. And finally, uh, community partnerships, uh, schools partnering with local businesses, non-profit government agencies uh, is uh, re- becoming more important. Not only in terms of the resources but also the knowledge transfer, the, uh, the additional knowledge and information that the um, industry can, can impart to the schools is very real and very important and we need to have more community engagement. Now, MLE is already looking into crafting the new strategic plan that takes over Malaysia Education Blueprint when it ends in 2025. Uh, this new plan will need to take into consideration the new curriculum that will take effect in 2027 it will also have to look into the current gaps as well as the uh, new areas that are being looked into in terms of character building, digitalization. And uh, MOA is already in the midst of um, reviewing the current curriculum. And uh, this new plan will encompass digital equity, inclusion, real, uh, literacy and also guided by uh, Malaysia Madani concept as well as uh, SDG 4.0.
0: Ratsifuddin, thank you so much for speaking with us. That was Ratsifuddin Nordin, the CEO of BADU, talking about the Malaysia Education Blueprint. Let us know if you have thoughts and keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.